On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Nick here. So a funny thing happened on the way to recording this podcast, which is my primary audio recording didn't work. And what you are hearing is the audio from the video source that I use. I did my best to process it. Uh, it's it's listenable. It's not up to my usual standards, but I think it'll be okay for you. And if you listen closely, you can hear some of the sweet sounds of New York City in the background, as well as my wife and dog. So uh, bear with me for this one, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Thank you. Hey, I'm Nick DiMatteo, and welcome to Music Is Not A Genre's Podfast. Now, at this point in most podfasts, Podfast itself usually pops on the screen and does something violent to me. But I have uh, created an agreement with Podfast. We've entered into an agreement in advance. Uh, Podfast is going to be doing a little bit of heavy lifting for this episode, and you will see why in a second. By the way, for those of you who are just listening, you may want to pause this and go to youtube.com slash app music is not a genre because this is a very visually oriented episode. Now, I will describe everything because this is a podcast as well, and so I want you to be able to just hear it if that's what you want to do. But you're going to have more fun if you watch uh, not just this podcast, but really every podcast, the video version of that. Well, so let's get right into it. And I know Podfast is backstage getting ready to help out. Like I said, a lot of heavy lifting, and I'm going to be very grateful afterwards, hopefully, if they do it right. This Podfast is titled Podfast number 16, The T-Shirt Hierarchy. So why am I doing uh, T-Shirt Hierarchy? Well, so many reasons, so many reasons. First of all, I love T-Shirts. Uh, short sleeve, long sleeve, whatever. I've always loved t-shirts. I thought an entire episode should be dedicated to just talking about t-shirts because they're so essential in the music world and, of course, outside the music world, but this is a music podcast. I I love them so much that I have this memory as I was a very young child walking on the boardwalk in Atlantic City and, you know, they have all those games that you can play. You know, this was, honestly, the casinos weren't really a thing at the time. And it, and I might have, honestly, it might have been Wildwood, and that's where they have all the games. So who knows how old I was? But I saw a T-shirt on the boardwalk, uh, a kid-sized Led Zeppelin T-shirt, and I didn't know much about the band at the time. But I was like, oh my god, this is great, and I still have that shirt somewhere. Uh, I never wore it, which is weird, but I still have the shirt. Also, my wife and I, Catherine, uh, we had a, a business for a while called Snark Shirts by Feet, which we do plan to relaunch at some point in the future in some capacity. And it's centered around my character, Feek, which is the big mouth, screaming things. And uh, that started by me wanting to do line art and graffiti and everything. And very early on in middle school, I even made a T-shirt of Feek. I don't know where that is, but I've always wanted to have Feek on shirts and so many other things. And I always have ideas that I think would go well in a t-shirt, which is why I opened, uh, reopened last year in 2023, a t-shirt store. It's actually a shirt store, more than just t-shirts. There's uh, pullovers and hoodies and all of that. And there are mugs and they feature my designs. 
including the one I'm wearing now, which is the main logo for MXG. Music is not a genre. Music, M, X, not, G, genre. And this is one of many colors and styles that this shirt comes in. This is the one I prefer, this light blue. Uh, for those of you just listening, it's a light blue shirt with the MXG logo on it. And every section of this podcast, I'm going to be... Well, actually, I don't want to spoil it yet. Uh, no, I'll do it. I'll do it. Okay. You ready? You ready? Here's why PodFast is so important, the logo. I am going to be changing shirts for every single section of this PodFast, which means to spare you all, and spare me, really, PodFast will keep it PG and cover my torso so that you can't see all the, the bits and bobs and I get to change my shirt in some version of privacy while I am talking. And you who are watching get to see some, just some, just six of the 28 different shirt styles that I have at the store. Which, by the way, if you want to get to the store, uh, there is always a link, always, for every single episode of Music is Not a Genre. There's a link to the store. Or you can go to nickdomadio.com and hit shop on the menu, and it'll take you right to the store as well. So there's a couple ways to get there. Those are the easiest ways to get there because the, the URL is kind of messy, so it's easier to just say, click the link below, or go to nickdomadio.com slash, or not slash, go to nickdomadio.com, hit shop on the menu. Uh, that said, I hope you're enjoying this first one for this first section, which is the intro, the MXG logo. Uh, I'm going to be talking in this episode about... Uh, a brief history of T-shirts, types of T-shirts in various uh, forms. Uh, I'm getting most of that from Wikipedia, as, as always, and I love that. I did. There's a lot I didn't know about the history of T-shirts. That was kind of fun to learn. Uh, and I will be doing all this again by modeling my tees. Now, caveat: these aren't all T-shirts. Uh, there's some. There's a pullover. There's a hoodie. And I just I want to say that because those are the kind of shirts that I sell at my official Reckon MXG merch store, along with the mugs. I've reduced all prices. So this is partly a promotion for those things, but it's also partly about T-shirts, actually. And it's also partly a freaking podcast, which is where we have most of our fun. Uh, quick thanks, shout out to Cheryl and Lee Lundgren for financing this. Uh, they actually bought a bunch of uh, my T-shirts for me so that I could do this whole modeling thing, and I hope to do more of it in the future and have even more of my own T-shirts that I can own and actually wear out into the world. So let's get to the next section of this. I'm going to pull this closer. If you can see it, that's too bad. Uh, but this is my, um, what's it called, mouse. Uh, there's the screen back there with all the words. The next section is on... History, the history of T-shirts. So, podcast, if you will. Thank you. Switching, by the way, the silence is me switching, for those of you listening, to my next shirt, which is going to be a black shirt with the REC logo that I call Red Decay. It is the REC Red Decay logo uh, that was featured first several years ago on an album of mine, uh, 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 no, it wasn't actually. It was featured prominently in the Weird Objective, all of those albums and EPs. And that is this, the black shirt, red, rec, red decay logo. Uh, it's one of my favorites. It's not the most recent rec logo, and there are several. I even have a history of rec logos on my rec YouTube page. It's kind of fun. Speaking of history, let's get the history of t shirts. Some prehistory tunics. 
have existed as far back as ancient times. And they were kind of precursors of T-shirts, but not quite T-shirts. In the 1800s, uh, there, there was something, I'm sure prior to that, there was something called a, a union suit, which was a one-piece suit, kind of form-fitting uh, somewhat, that was, uh, it could be short or long-legged, I think, and short or long-sleeve, I'm pretty sure, but it was one piece that you got into and buttoned up and the whole thing. It was separated into two pieces, into, into tees, tees and briefs. Primarily, workers did this at first to be cooler because it was so hot working wherever they were working, factories and farms and stuff like that. So they separated the two pieces of the union suit. Eventually, they were also manufactured and sold separately. And that's where the T-shirt came about. And it's, of course, called T-shirt because it's shaped like a T. Uh, it was used also for uh, an extra layer. Uh, if, you know, if it was cold, uh, used for working in hot, messy environments, so you could sweat in it and it wouldn't mess up another shirt or stuff like that. It was also, by 1913, it was used as part of uh, parts of un uh, uniforms, and so probably before then, the Navy made it an official part of their uniform in 1913. Uh, white t-shirts became an official part of the Navy uniform. Uh, it expanded very soon after to boys' casual clothing and in different colors than just white, the word T-shirt was actually coined around the 1920s. It's first, uh, the first use that we can find. Uh, and then shortly after that, people started to use T-shirts uh, without overgarments. So just wearing a T-shirt out to the world. It especially became super popular after Marlon Brando and some other actors wore them in movies in the 1950s and fashion-wise. Really, the 1950s is the first decade where they were kind of associated, uh, you know, with that decade in a big way, T-shirts. Uh, spread like crazy in the 1960s. You can find them everywhere. And by then, it wasn't just solid color T-shirts. They added uh, words and arts and designs and, uh, and everything like that. And even though minor things have changed since then, like the technology to create them, the fabric, uh, the ways of printing, the ways of manufacturing, the, the addition of uh, even electronics inside of T-shirts and on T-shirts and stuff like that. Other than that, tees have pretty much held the same functions in fashion and society as they have since the 1960s. Uh, so that's the history. We're going to get to the next section, the next shirt. Uh, Podfest, please cover me. Thank you. God, please cover me. Yes. Okay, good. I'm going to switch to the next shirt. Which is one of my favorites, DIY. I did an episode of my podcast uh, on do-it-yourself kind of uh, attitude and the history of that. And this shirt, which I will not put on backwards, is kind of a maroonish shirt with black lettering that is uh, my own uh, special handwriting. And, it's called, and it said, just says DIY. And it's something I plan to wear out actually quite a bit, especially when the weather gets warmer here in New York City winter. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain here. You caught me just finishing up some editing on Getting Real with John and Beth. I want to share my first experience with Factor Meals for you. I think you'll find this interesting because I bet the same thing happens to you. I had just received my first shipment from Factor Meals the other day, and I was excited to try one of the prepared restaurant-quality meals for myself. Anyway, I was working away and noticed it was very late and it was my night to make dinner. I jumped up and headed to the kitchen, went to grab the ingredients for the dish I was going to make and realized I was missing a prime ingredient. Well, I could make a run to the store 
or I could make one of my new factor meals. <laughs> Actually, the choice was easy. I grabbed a cavatappi, an Italian-style pork ragu with garlic broccoli, heated the oven per instructions, and minutes later was enjoying a very delicious, nutritious, and dietitian approved meal. It really was everything factor meals said it would be. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. Take it from me and head to factormeals.com slash pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. That's Factormeals.com slash Pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. Hey Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain again with something every podcast listener and music junkie needs to hear. As I'm sure you can guess, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I also listen to a lot of music, so having high-quality headphones and earbuds are absolutely critical to my day. Oh, and I have numerous pairs. In fact, I have a junk drawer of used devices that have bitten the dust, so I've tried them all. Recently, I was sent a pair of earbuds by Raycon, and the first thing I noticed was the cost. Uh, looks like their products are about half the price of other premium brands. Okay, that's cool. And the reviews seem pretty stellar. Okay, checks that box. So I got my Raycon Everyday Earbuds, a nice packaging to open, and what I immediately noticed were the pack of ear tips for sizing. Uh, I'll tell you, I have small ear canals. Uh, I know, a flaw. So to see choices for the best fit, uh, especially while exercising, uh, oh yeah. And yes, they were immediately comfortable. Sound quality was great too. Plus I have three EQ options that I love because I like more bass in my music and less in the podcasts. Eight hours of playtime for the battery is great as well. Surround sound, noise canceling, and awareness mode all included. I think I'm in business, and I just realized I've had them in all day. Like I said, super comfortable. Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. American Criminal is a new true crime podcast from the studio behind American Scandal and American History Tellers. Every week, you'll fall deeper into the riveting stories of the country's most clever, craven, and cruel criminals. Fraud, theft, murder, and worse. Whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the whole story until now. The debut season tackles one of the most sensational cases of the 20th century, the Menendez murders. In 1989, young Lyle and Eric Menendez brutally shot their own parents. Prosecutors and the press said it was a multi-million dollar inheritance that led two greedy rich kids to murder. But the picture-perfect facade this Hollywood family built hid troubling abuse. Could these teenagers have been driven to kill? Or was it even in self-defense? Listen now. Go to AmericanCriminal.com or search for and follow American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. So some types of T-shirts as uh, you, if you were watching, you get to see me. And thank you, PodFast, for covering my uh, torso. Those of you who are just listening, you're missing out on a real show here, on a real burlesque show. Uh, types of T-shirts, yes, there's an undershirt, of course, which is worn for warmth, comfort, to sop up sweat. Let's say I often wear undershirts when I am gigging in a suit, 
which I don't prefer to do, but I have to do sometimes, and that protects my button-down shirt from having sweat on it. Uh, so that's kind of like a functional use for a T-shirt. It's also, as I mentioned, part of a, a work uh, uniform or work clothing. Uh, of course, now here's a bunch of different types of tees. There's the blank tee, which I often wear just a solid color tee. It's not my favorite, but it's easy in a pinch. Uh, there's the music t-shirt, of course, band or a type of music. There's a souvenir t-shirt, which is often uh, a location, let's say, uh, I don't know, I uh, my parents went to Disney World and all I got was this lousy t-shirt, like stuff like that. Or even if it just says like, you know, uh, San Diego on it or something like that. That's sort of a, a location t-shirt, whether it's a city or a state or a country or even just like an amusement park or something like that or, or a restaurant, frankly. Uh, products and brands. So you can have, I, I don't know, Gap on a t-shirt and Izadez are probably my least favorite, although if you wear them in a certain way, it's kind of a nice ironic thing, or at least for me it is. Uh, there's art, all kinds of art, uh, big and small and, and old and new and whatever. Tie-dye would be one there, uh, which I'll talk a little bit about tie-dye later. Uh, expression, so uh, that's words. Can have art on it, but I'm speaking specifically of words, maybe political and social expression, kind of like this DIY shirt right here. Uh, humor and ideas. So obviously there's a lot of joke shirts out there. Uh, you've got ideas like philosophy or, or motivation. You've got some a ton of cliches and things like that. And, you know, I don't know, like things like... Uh, my, you know, for kids would be like, my grandma thinks I'm the cutest kid in the world. I don't know. Stuff like that. Uh, different cuts of t-shirts. Uh, so you have the crew neck, which is the one I prefer. And these are all of the shirts that I sell in my merch store. Crew neck t-shirts, that is, long sleeve, short sleeve. Uh, two types of short sleeve and a long sleeve. You have the v-neck, which I wear now and then uh, if I like, happen to like it, if it's fitting enough but not too fitting. You have a cropped shirt, which is shorter. Uh, you have a T-dress, so that's long enough to actually be a dress, but it's a T-shirt. Then you have just long T-shirts, which are meant to be, you know, meant to go below the waist. Not my favorite. I like ones that kind of sit at the waist. Uh, you have baggy tees, which have been popular in different decades, or tight tees, popular in other decades. Even now, both of them you can find. Tees with scooped neck holes, large neck holes. Uh, my wife even likes to take regular T-shirts and scoop out the neck, just cut it out. And uh, I know, you know, uh, the dancers and a lot of people who like looser tees tend to wear that, especially if you don't like it coming up on your neck. Uh, sleeveless tees, which can be really fun. I own well, one or two of those. Uh, I don't wear them much anymore, but I enjoy having them. Long sleeve tees, you'll see one of those a little bit later on. Ring tees, which would mean the collar and the cuffs on the arms are a different color from the rest of the shirt, which is sort of retro and it's kind of fun. There's tons of others. Types of uh, material, cotton, uh, and then you've got all the man-made uh, material and, and the blends of cotton and man-made, the collie cotton band, whatever, and a bunch of other materials like silk and velour, and I don't know, I guess you can make a t-shirt out of almost anything. Types of applications for the print, you've got screen print, screen print direct garment, but you've got also airbrushing, which I remember from boardwalks down the shore in Jersey, uh, people would set up kiosks and say, oh, I will airbrush such and such onto your shirt, you know, with the, with the you know, fabric paint or whatever, which is fun. And, of course, tie-dye, which is something almost every college person does in every single era. But it actually started in Japan, Jamaica, Africa as early as the 6th century. 
but it's mostly associated with 1960s culture because that's when it was introduced here in the United States. That's how long it took, honestly. Uh, and and that's kind of cool. And ever since then, it's been a part of the culture in one way or another. I see people with tie-dye on the street now, even uh, in 2024. Uh, also, you've got fabric markers and stamps, like kind of, the, again, DIY, things you can do yourself. You've got heat transfer, vinyl, things you can iron on, stuff like that. And, and some applications allow for embossed or raised or kind of bubble things or things that have actual texture to them. You can have glitter. You can have reflective elements on a T-shirt and stuff like that. You can have, again, lights. And I remember a few years ago, I went to a street fair here on the west side in, in uh, Manhattan, and I saw one of the first times I saw a T-shirt with lights on it. And now they're kind of everywhere, as are the ugly, you know, holiday sweaters have lights, etc., etc. Which brings me to the next section, which is one of the reasons I did this. It's the first reason, and that is the hierarchy of music tees. That's a part of the subtitle. And uh, I'm going to change into my next shirt, which is going to be Rec Line Art. So a few years ago, uh, when well, shortly after the band, my band Rec started, I love line art. I've done it before. I created some, which was the three of us, the three main members of the band as stick figures, doing something in a rehearsal studio, a recording studio. And so this I call Rec Line Art, the classic band. And this is a bluish uh, hoodie with the pocket in front. It's actually a really freaking comfortable hoodie. I mean, I hate to say this, but this is the first time I'm wearing some of these, my own shirts that I sell. Uh, Patreon.com slash music is not a genre will help me get more of my own shirts. And you also get a free t-shirt at certain levels, uh, their membership. And so this nice kind of bluish, uh, medium blue, the, you know, a little smoky, hoodie with the drawstring and the pocket that has the line art three of us as stick figures uh, is one of my favorites and so here are the hierarchies of music tees and I, I find this fun because I you know I like to classify things even though music is not a genre my uh, dark side loves to put everything in categories and I came up with this when I saw so many people wearing t-shirts on the street and questioned whether or not they even knew who the band was maybe they just liked the fashion not that there's anything wrong with that yes there is yes there so, uh, first hierarchy, the top. Are you, a, and this is music, music tees, not any other tees. Let's get specific. Are you a member of the band or the crew? In any way, you're wearing a t-shirt for that band. You can't get any closer than that or more devoted. Second hierarchy, are you a devoted fan? Do you go to shows, even if it's just one or two shows, you know, these damn things are expensive, whatever. Are you buying or listening to all of the music from that band? Have you just been a fan for years or whatever it is? You've just landed on a band and love them and now whatever. That's why you have the t-shirt. You can't get any higher than that uh, not being in or part of the band ensemble, the crew, right? The third tier are you just a devoted listener? Now, just is, is, I don't mean just in a bad way, but I mean, maybe they don't play in your country or they don't play out anymore anyway, or you can't afford to see these shows, but you love listening to what they do. That's why you buy their T-shirt. That is a third tier that's awesome. I mean, they're all awesome, but in terms, in, in terms of devotion and really intensity, I'm going high intensity to low intensity. Uh, the next one, the fourth one would be are you a casual fan? You heard some of their stuff. 
and you happen to like maybe one album or a song, and you also happen to like a bit of art that they created for a t-shirt for the band or the artist, the solo artist, whatever, and that's why you have it, and, and so you're a casual fan. Very cool. I mean, you're supporting the, the band by getting a shirt of theirs or any type of merch. Remember that, please. And the fifth one is you heard of them. And you maybe you like the name. Maybe you don't really know the music, but you want to be associated with them in some way, in some cultural way. You want to walk out and say, I'm somebody who knows this band, and I want to give props to the band by just wearing the shirt. Or uh, the last hire of the hire, this number six, you've never heard of them. You have no idea anything about this band any of their music. You may not even know when they're from. It might have been a shirt in Old Navy that had the art of this band on there and you just like the way it looked and you're wearing it. Now, if you're one of those music people who's like, don't front, right? Don't don't be a poser and wear the shirt of a band you don't know or whatever. I get that. I mean, I actually have that impulse inside of me where I'm kind of like, yo, what the, you know, if you're going to buy a shirt at least stand behind what the shirt says and what the shirt signifies and whatever it is. But at the same time, you're also sort of a walking advertisement for that music and for that band. And you like it for a different reason. You know, shirts are shirts. And if that's what you happen to like, you're wearing it out on the street, then maybe somebody else, you might, they might shake up a conversation with you and say, oh my God, Joy Division. And you might be like, I don't know what you're talking about. They might say, the shirt you're wearing is art from a Joy Division album. What are you talking? Who's Joy Division? And then you learn about Joy. You know, so there are good reasons to be the lowest uh, rung on the hierarchy. Which, just to go over real quick before we get to the next section, member of a band or crew, devoted fan who goes to shows, devoted listener who may not go to shows, a casual fan, or you've heard of them, or you've never heard of the artist. Hierarchy. Uh, I'd love to hear your opinions on all of those. Uh, speaking of which, let's get to the next section, which is conclusions. And I'm going to switch shirts again. This one is, thank you, Podfast, by the way, for covering me yet again. And if you forgot to, I apologize to all the people out there who are watching. If you're listening, maybe, honestly, it's better that you're just listening. So this is a long sleeve tee. I just added long sleeve tees to the uh, store. And this one is pink. Pink is sort of one of my favorite colors lately for so many reasons, uh, but I happen to particularly enjoy it for this art. And this art is called Disco Time. So it shows two people, uh, you can decide which gender is which, drinking something on a dance floor, dancing. I call it Disco Time. It is something, it's art I created. It's something I drew for a different reason. I happen to like it enough to clean it up and put it on a shirt and on a mug. And again, you can find it at the merch store. If you go, click the link. And look for Disco Time. That's that's where you'll find it. Pink long sleeve with uh, cuffs that cling to the wrists. And that's for this section, which is conclusions. And conclusions, hierarchy. Again, I love it. It's fun. It doesn't really matter. Who cares, honestly, <clears throat> what anybody wears or for any reason, right? At the same time, I'm going to be honest there's a little part of me walking down the street that's a bit of a casual judge, you know, kind of a low-key judge, not anybody, like, I don't know the person, so I'm not necessarily judging the person, but I'm, like, low-key judging the choice of thinking to myself, I don't believe that person knows that, and bam, but you know what? 
maybe that's my bias. Maybe that person is a better fan of that band than I am, and I'm just judging by age or, or looks or whatever it is, and which again means all this hierarchy, it's, it's fun, but really it doesn't matter. It's more just fun, and I kind of want to hear where you fall in the hierarchy, honestly. Uh, I think that one of the reasons I like T-shirts is it's one of the easiest ways to make a statement with clothing whether it's for style or what it says on there or the kind of art. And honestly, it cuts across almost all kinds of fashion. There are people who've worn tees to formal functions in one way or another, and certainly all kinds of casual fashion and everything in between, meaning you can be goth or metal or pop, R&B or hip-hop or not into music at all and not have any music tees, but still wear tees of some sort. I would almost venture to say that at least in our part of the world or various, you know, countries associated with us, every person has has at one point, if not now, owned at least one T-shirt in their lifetime. You can't say that about every piece of clothing or every anything in this world, which makes tees equalizing in a way and connecting in a way because there's something common to almost all of us. I mean, honestly, you see people in countries that I've never visited in, in continents I've never been to wearing T-shirts, and wearing a very often Western T-shirts, which so I find that interesting, which brings me to the final section of this podcast and the final shirt. And I'm changing right now, so if you hear a little whatever, I don't know, I back away from the mic so I don't hit it. I think I hit it once, though, um, for those of you. If you're scoring at home, let me know if I did hit it. And the final shirt, of course, is the what I call the Rec Bubble Button. It is the most up-to-date Rec logo. It's the one that will be featured on Rec's new album coming out this year, 2024, Kite to Camden, and all Rec, uh, you know, like singles and stuff like that. You're going to see this Rec bubble button, something I designed. All Rec logos are based on the record button on a console or whatever, and that's where the, one of the reasons Rec is called Rec. It's about recording, recreation, and wrecking things, you know, wrecking ideas like that. And so every single one is based on the button in some way or another, some more, other, some more abstract. And this I want it to be kind of like a bubble sticker, but a button, but still based on the rec recording, right? So this final section it, it, uh, is usually where I get to the featured song and then ask questions. There is no featured song for this episode, primarily because the feature is the store. Again, link is below. Or nickdomadio.com, go to the menu, hit shop, you'll get to the store. It's the same thing. And I've, I sell uh, 28 designs, five different types of shirts in multiple, multiple, multiple colors. And then I think, I, I forget how many uh, mugs I have now. It's not 28, but it might be 16 or something like that. So many of my designs are also on white mugs. All prices have been reduced. If you're at patreon.com slash music is not a genre, you get a forever discount on every single shirt and mug. You can get the code there if you join me on Patreon. So that's really why there's no, you know, uh, featured song. And yeah, it's 18 mugs. I'm actually reading my freaking notes. Great. And there are more coming. There are going to be more shirts coming. There will be more mugs coming. There might be more types of merch coming. Uh, for those of you who want something different, like a kid, like a onesie, I don't know, hats, stuff like that, tote bags. Uh, now, questions. Are you a t-shirt fan? You must have a T-shirt. What T-shirts do you own that you would want to talk about? Uh, where do you fall in that hierarchy of six? 
I would love to know that. I'm into weird and obscure shirts and would love to know of any weird and obscure shirts that you have, ones that you think no one else has this shirt. Which, by the way, all the shirts I sell are both weird and obscure because very few people own them. So that's something to consider if you're that type of person. Uh, and if you are, I'd love to know because, as always, I love to hear from you. My objectives here are music, conversation, and connection. Thank you to all of you for watching and listening. And thank you to PodFast for protecting my privacy as I change shirts and decide for some reason to end this episode without a shirt at all. See you next week. the American dream, the big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would they shop? Would they shop? Would you kill? Yes. <laughs> My mom and dad. My mom and my dad. From Airship. The studio behind American Scandal comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who kill their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.